Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host, Ashton Overholt. And we're here to preview week 13, the final week of the regular season, rivalry week. Always a great weekend. Ashton, are you ready? Um, no, I'm not ready for this to be week 13. Uh, I know we talk about, you know, how long the season seems to, it just, it seems to have just drug on forever, but, uh, it, in some ways it also just flew right by too. And like, this is it. Like, this is our last full slate of games. And then, yeah, it but, sucks yeah. that it's over about, yeah, it does. It does. Um, I mean, Hey, but this is probably the best week of the year though. Like as far Such as matchups, week. right. Because, I mean, even though it's maybe, I, I would say that, in other in other years, like the the last week has actually maybe been better than what we have here, but this is still like it's a really loaded week. Like Michigan Ohio State is like I think that one's just going to be a phenomenal game. Like like there's some some stuff to look forward to, and it's a good way to go out on. Hopefully we'll have some fights. We need some brawls. Yeah, I'd be down with some of that. But yeah, like let's go through this. I think I have at least twenty games I written down. We might not have thoughts <laughs> on all of them. And I and I, I had don't. to. I had to cut a few that, you know, would be mildly interesting. So we'll just go through them. And, and if we have something to say, then we'll say something. If not, we'll move on. All right. Um, but let, it starts with Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving evening, the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss mm-hmm. is at Mississippi State. Mississippi State is actually a one-point favorite here. Mm-hmm. They're the home team. So do you feel like that makes sense to you? or, or I mean, Ole Miss is it a stinks. top-ten team. That line stinks. I know, I, right? <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. Um, it feels like Michigan State's the the, the play. Uh, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Mississippi State is the play here. Like it, like maybe some. Yeah, I, we we, just, we saw you know not a very impressive showing against Vanderbilt last week for Ole Miss, right? And then, yeah, I that should not be the line. That does not make sense. And yeah, maybe there's something there that we don't know. Maybe Do you think maybe there's a little. Behind the scenes, Lane Kiffin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's part of it. I bet you that is part of it uh, because he is flirting in every possible way with any program that will, yes, even give him a second look. So, yes, in that way, that that kind of makes sense there. I Like Mississippi State's probably – like this is obviously going to be a top five game to watch. If you're not watching yeah. this game – like, what are you doing? This is going to be better than the NFL game, which will be on that night, because no one actually, it doesn't even matter who wins the NFL game that night, because, yeah, it, like, it has no bearing. But this game, the Egg Bowl, is going to matter. Like, this has given us moments over the years. Um, there, I saw I saw a clip today, just kind of in honor of the Egg Bowl. There was a, a little, uh, just a, it was a ref, actually. There was zero 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 left on the clock in the fourth quarter, and he threw a flag and said, a sportsmanlike penalty on everybody on both teams. <laughs> this is the end of the game. That's what he said. And it was like and it was like yes, like that's why you need to tune in. Something crazy will happen. It's Kiffin versus Leach. Um for the press conferences alone, it's a it's a, it's a it's a something you just need to keep your eye on. Yeah. We knew as soon as these schools made these hires. Yes. Yes. That the did. egg that's bowl right. would be even more entertaining than normal. And it helps that these teams are actually pretty good. Like they're they are. both pretty good teams. They really are. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm with you. The line feels Sketchy. weird to me. I, oh, I, right. I was expecting, you know, Ole Miss minus four or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but agreed. agreed. Yeah, staying away from it for me. 
Uh, my lean would be Ole Miss, I think, just because my head says they should be favored, and they're not. <laughs> but, but that makes it scary almost. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, Friday, there's several games. By the way, I, if I skip a game you want to talk about, go ahead and mention it. Okay, um, that's fine. Friday, there, I have three games listed. Iowa is at Nebraska. Not a whole lot to take here, but Iowa still has an outside shot at their division. Mm-hmm. Um, so something to keep an eye on at least. Um, and Nebraska, they've been on the verge of beating somebody good all year. Maybe it actually happens here. I don't know. Nebraska's three and eight and Iowa is nine and two and Iowa is a one and a half point favorite. Right. Which feels you know about I mean? right. Like that's <laughs> that. And it, like, and that feels like they probably nailed that line because yeah, um, yeah like it's, it's going to be a close game or yeah, we expect it to be a close game. So yeah. Uh, I, I probably won't watch. Like, I probably won't yeah. watch because, like we said, Iowa just bores the heck out of me, and I think sure. Nebraska is just not really that good. So. I think it probably depends what I'm doing that day or whatever. But It has to be, like, yeah. almost nothing. Like, I have to have, yeah. like, literally nothing else to do, <laughs> which I already know that, like, it's not going to be the case. So right. probably not going to be watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati is at East Carolina. Um, East Carolina is a sneaky, decent team. Um, and I think – I mean, this this is the, a theme that's going to come up a lot. Uh, I already mentioned it with Kiffin. Both of these coaches could be potential options for bigger jobs, um, which is just an interesting wrench. I feel like most years we don't have as many open jobs by this point. Like people, right. teams usually in, in the past have waited till after the regular season to fire their coaches. We already have Florida, LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, USC, Washington. Mm-hmm. I think TCU, TCU just yep. just announced that they're, Sunny they're Dykes. coming to agreement with Sonny Dykes. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, there's already a lot of jobs open. Um, yep. And because of that, there will be more jobs opening. As in, mm-hmm. like teams like Florida, USC, LSU, they're going to take sitting head coaches from other schools. Um, Virginia Tech is another job open. You know, big name. Yep. So. Something to keep an eye on. Also, Cincinnati really needs to be impressive just because of the playoff positioning. Um, and East Carolina is actually a sneaky, decent team. So, like, they, they could pick up a decent win here, I think. I think for, for me, as long as they win, like, I don't care if they will okay. win by one or 100. Like, a win, a win is a win. And, like, I think if Cincinnati goes undefeated, like, we see it with, with the Oregon loss, and, like, there's going to be some teams above them that are going to be dropping right? Like Cincinnati, if they went out for me, I think they're a lock. Like, I think there's no, even if Alabama somehow beats Georgia and gets in as well, I still think Cincinnati gets in as the four seed. So like, I really think that since he is in, um, and yeah, just win, like you just can't handle a loss. It's the only thing you can't have. So I think you're right. As far as them compared to Notre Dame, like you can't, you can't jump Notre yes. Dame over Cincinnati if they're undefeated. Right. Where, where I'm a little worried for Cincinnati's sake is is if Oklahoma wins out or Oklahoma State, whatever. Like, yeah. is there a chance – is there a chance that they jump that one loss, Big 12 champ, all the way over both Notre Dame and Cincinnati? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But it is, it is a G5 team, and we know what the committee does with G5 teams. So, like, there's a slight, yeah. slight chance – and I think if Cincinnati can just go ahead and, and squash East Carolina and mm-hmm. have a convincing win against Houston next week, then yeah, then at that point it's a little more clear. I guess we will see. I guess we will see. I still feel really good about Cincinnati. 
Um, yeah. I'd say 80 to 90% chance they get in. Just like ballparking yes. right now. Yeah. Let's just compare that real quick. Um, what is five, it? Oh, you're looking at 538. 538, if they win out, gives them an 82% chance. Okay. So right there. Yeah. ESPN, if they win out, gives them an 86% chance. So yeah, your 80 to 90 is pretty accurate, it looks like. Gotcha. Just got to win. Just got to win. Yeah. All you got to do. Okay, another game Friday night. North Carolina is at NC State. Um, mm. Bit of a rivalry there. NC State's a five and a half, six point favorite. Um, no huge stakes on this one. Although, did we say NC State still has a slight chance? I can't remember. They have a slight chance. Yes, the um, outside possibility. I think they would need a little bit of help there. I believe right. they need um, Wake obviously to lose. Because yeah, they they lost the, the the tiebreaker to Wake, right? But if if Wake loses and they win, then they, I think they win their division. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that that's so, my understanding as well. Is that that then NC State gets in? Yeah. So this is like, I mean, that's not crazy. Like Wake Forest plays Boston College, who's pretty decent. So right, no, there's no. a chance of that happening. They do. Okay, let's get into Saturday. There are like 97, 12 o'clock games you should watch. Um, yeah, not quite, true. but we'll just we'll just go through them. Texas Tech is at Baylor. And I, I mentioned in our last pod that I think um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is, is a guarantee, regardless of what, uh, in the conference championship game is a guarantee. That's not mm-hmm. actually true. Uh, I was wrong on that. Baylor still has a shot. Um, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go through all of the scenarios there, but Baylor does have a <laughs> shot. Obviously, they would need a win here. They play yeah. Texas Tech, who, yeah, they at, last week they got um, blanked by Oklahoma State. Yeah, um, and their defense actually played well. Like Oklahoma State didn't score very much, but right. Yeah. So right. opportunity for Baylor. They just have to win. Moving on, Florida State is at Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Two historic oh programs. Full yeah. eligibility on the line. Both teams are five <laughs> and six. Obviously, Florida just fired Dan Mullen. Uh, hate to um, see it. Hate to see it. Florida State is trending up. I would say with Mike Norvell. Yes, they are. Florida is a two and a half point favorite. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, no. I mean, no. The correct answer there is no, not really. I think maybe Dan Mullen leaving is like addition by subtraction, possibly. Like you get rid of the distraction, you know, kind of right. in the locker room. And True. maybe like, because Florida is a more talented football team still than Florida State, only just, like, like not by you know, just factors of 10, but they are better. Like they do have more talented players, more NFL prospects right now. Now that's going to change because Florida state has brought in a lot of guys and, and Florida has their recruiting is, is woeful. Um, in the, in the time we've been talking about them, they've since lost another recruit. I'm kidding. They haven't (laughs) possibly could have happened. Who knows? Um, the, I think, Hey, this, this matters though. Like this is the most, this game has mattered in a while because Someone needs to get bull eligible and it's good. Yeah. One of these teams will, will get bull eligible and yeah. Who is it? Like who is the worst team in Florida? Like of the big three, like this is feels like this could possibly be one of the worst teams, you know, like either of these teams could be, well, Miami, I guess we'd give them a run wouldn't they. Yeah. Okay. Just everyone's mediocre. How about that? The whole state of Florida (laughs) is mediocre. This team has bragging rights against the other teams of of being slightly less mediocre, slightly better. Um, yeah, again, I have no no feel on the line as well. I have no idea what that means. I think I'm starting to rethink it just a little bit. If Dan Mullen was still there, mm. this would 
almost certainly be one of my locks, I think, on Florida, Florida. State. Oh, Florida for, State. Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if maybe, because it does seem like he definitely lost the team in he the did. last month. That's right, that's right. And maybe if he's gone, the team bonds in that absence and, and just mm-hmm. out-talents Florida State. I don't know. I, yeah. We'll see. It's it's on my yeah. short list for locks of the week, but okay. we'll, we'll – okay. I have yet to make final decisions on those. So at the end of the pod, we'll, we'll, we'll finalize those. Me as well. Me as well. Okay. Um, I just mentioned, or I just want to mention Georgia is at Georgia Tech in a 35-point favorite. The only reason I mention it is because, like, we, we, we've been talking about this whole Big 12 champ versus Notre Dame thing. Notre Dame mm-hmm. just beat Georgia Tech by 55. If Georgia only beats them by 30, <laughs> is that a – slight point in Notre Dame's favor over Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I don't know. But if we're talking about razor-thin margins here, maybe, maybe it's a slight point in Notre Dame's favor. I don't know. But so basically you're rooting I, for Georgia Tech. Pretty much is what you're saying is that you're rooting for Georgia oh, Tech. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Understood. Just Understood. keep it close. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. The line uh, is only 35. I will say the line's only 35, yeah. <laughs> so which is low for Georgia. Like Georgia's it feels lines like it, yeah. Have, have been getting bigger and bigger and bigger every week, and they just keep they keep covering. So in fact, I don't think there was a line. I don't even think they put all put out a line um, against Charleston Southern last week, which Georgia actually didn't thump them by maybe as bad as they should have. Um, so yeah, hey, well, let's let's see. Maybe maybe Georgia Tech keeps it close. They won't, by the way. They will not. <laughs> no, keep they it will close. not. But maybe they could. Who knows? Okay, Ohio State at Michigan. This is the yes. big one. This is the game um, of the day. Ohio State, Michigan, both, depending where you're looking in the rankings, top. I mean, in the AP poll, they're both top six teams, number two and number six. Playoff rankings, they'll probably both be top five. Um, probably, yeah. Ohio State is a seven and a half to eight and a half um, point favorite. You can get yeah. seven and a half, eight, eight and a half, depending where you look. Um, you've been on this for a while. You think Michigan can beat Ohio State. I do. You still feel that way even after last week when Ohio State throttled Michigan State? I feel yes, I do. The correct answer is yes, I still do think so. How many how, how long can Ohio State just be perfect on offense? You know what I mean? <laughs> like it feels like maybe they got their perfect game out of the way. Like they're good for like one of those a year, you know? And like they spent that one on Michigan State because like that was special. Like that was special, even against air. Like that's tough to do. And I understand that Michigan State's defense is only slightly better than air, but they are <laughs> slightly better than air. Like yeah. it was impressive what what they did to just a woeful, woeful Michigan State pass pass defense. I mean, that's absolutely awful. Michigan, the key to that is coming and taking the air out of the ball early. Win the toss. Like, please, like, don't defer to the second half. I understand what the analytics say, you know, what get the ball out of halftime. Don't do it. Take the ball take the ball and slow it down. Like you have to, you have to slow it down. Don't let it become a, they have, they have racehorses over there. Don't let it become a track meet. You keep this thing slow. You run the ball effectively. You take, you take shots. You, I mean, you try to score points. Michigan, Michigan throws the ball. Well, they really do. That's kind of an under, um, yeah, kind of an underestimated part of their, of their game, but uh, the line, so the line, let's get to the line here. What's what we care about. That's tough. I, I don't know. I was expecting this to be two scores. I I really was. I thought, I think I said 16 and a half maybe is where I just thought, just a guess. And it's at eight. I have eight. I don't know what you have. Eight points. 
I got seven and a half to eight and a half. If you want to take Michigan, I get you plus eight and a half for Michigan. That will be one of my locks of the week. All right. I still feel good about it. Eight and a half. I'll take Michigan. I I just I I don't man I wow that man Ohio State's good though like man that was that was so that was so cool like what they did like everything that Ohio State did is like I wish Georgia could be that way like I would just love for Georgia to be that way just like you don't have to be that way all the time just like a couple games a year just like come out and sling it we'll never be that way but just we never will we can't have nice things like that um. Yeah, still gonna take Michigan. Lock of the week. I you're on Ohio State, right? Aren't you on I Ohio am. State? Yeah. This is one of my locks of the week. Lock fight. Lock fight. Lock fight. Our only our second one of the year. We yeah, number two. You you won the first one, so I'm hoping to even the score here. Although, let's be honest, if Michigan wins, I will be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> even when you lose, you still win, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. The worst thing that could happen here is Ohio State winning but but not covering. <laughs> Hey, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That is that is valid. I I think I think Michigan with Aiden Hutchinson, I think they get after the passer. That's kind of my whole thing. Like I think if he just has a clean pocket, if Stroud is cuz he's sat back there and and had all day. He literally had he had all day to throw and just diced him apart. He didn't get hit. He wasn't rushed. He wasn't hurried, and that matters especially to young quarterbacks. This is going to be an extremely hostile crowd. Like it is going to be bonkers. And like I think, I think the pass rush gets after him. I do. I think that Ohio State's offensive line is not terrific. I don't think their tackles are terrific. I, they've been they've been gotten after a little bit. Like Oregon had good pass rush against them, and that was without Kayvon Thibodeau. Like they didn't have Kayvon Thibodeau in that game um, when Oregon beat him. So I think you do. You're going to have an elite pass rusher coming coming off the edge. I think it hurries them up a little bit. I it's not. I think they'll still score, score probably twenty eight to thirty five points somewhere in there. I think Michigan can too, though. Like I think I think they can too. I think this game is close. I like Michigan in a close one outright. Nice. I I respect the boldness. Yeah. <laughs> and three hundred sixty four days a year, I hate Michigan. This Saturday, I will be rooting for you to be right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Screw Ohio State. Screw that's them. right. That's that's an official podcast um, motto stance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Wake Forest is at Boston College. Wake Forest a four to five point favorite. Uh, Boston College last week getting Phil Dracovic back, uh, which makes things a little more interesting. And Wake Forest just kind of got throttled by Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, this is big for Wake Forest. They need this win. If they if they win this game, they win their division. They can play for the ACC title. They still have right. they still have a huge season in front of them here. Um, they do. It's true. Do you think? Do you think last week was a bad sign? Like, <laughs> I, I guess I'll just ask you. Like, do you think Boston College gets him here? <laughs> Wake Forest has shown some cracks, shall we say? Like they yeah. got beat up by Clemson. That game wasn't close. I actually considered, you know, taking Wake as as one of my locks last week. I luckily got out of it, but yeah, like that was that was clearly just the wrong side. Um, Clemson was clearly better. Wake looks maybe a little bit kind of what's happening with Michigan State a little bit. They're yeah, they've come this far and like they they were still like they were a top ten team, you know, and and just to get beat up like that is 
it, it's a sign that maybe Boston College, who we think is solid, right? Maybe Boston College does the same thing. It does make me think that. Yeah, I, that defense for Wake is just not very good. And how we mentioned Phil Dracovic, he's been really good this year when healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the over under is on this game, but that might be the play. If the over might be the play, if you want to take something <laughs> on this game. Um, because I do think both of these offenses are going to put up points in this game. Sure. I don't really have a good feel for who will actually win, but it is interesting because Wake Forest can, they could have their best season ever right here. Right. So, right. Okay. The Iron Bowl. We're getting to the afternoon. Alabama is at Auburn. Alabama 19 and a half to 20 point favorite. Didn't exactly dominate Arkansas the way many expected last week. Um, only won by one score there. Now they're at Auburn. They had the last time they played at the last two times. I'm sorry. They played at Auburn. They lost outright. Um, Auburn is without Bo Nix. Um, but I guess there's a, there's a decent question about how, how much of Auburn's success is because of Bo Nix or in spite of Bo Nix. That's, right. that's been a constant question for three years now. I, I think, I think the game that people maybe are going to look back on is two years ago, right? When at Auburn, Bo Nix played just out of his skull and they beat a really good Alabama team who had Mac. I, I, I mean, Tua was hurt, but like Mac yeah. Jones, who is lighting the NFL on fire and college football last year on fire. And that was his first start, I believe. I believe that is his first start ever. So like, yeah, like Bo Nix was incredible. Home Bo Nix is incredible. Like he's, yeah, and his, like, he's obviously not going to be playing this game. It's going to be TJ Fenley. Yes. And that's, that's, a, that's a downgrade. Like that's a downgrade because you're only, Bo Nix for all of his shortcomings, he is the ultimate dice roll. Like you might, yeah. you might come out and it might just be special. Like he might be special. He's normally not going to be, and he's really going to make, like it's going to be a little interesting, but like he is special and he, or at least has the potential to be special, right? The ceiling is high. Very high, massively high ceiling for Bo Nix. And yeah, without him, I just, I don't see how TJ Finley keeps Auburn in the game. I don't. And I, I would actually been have been very excited, even with Auburn unranked, had Bo Nix been starting in this game. I think it would have been interesting. It would have been sure. close. Um, whereas now, I, I really don't see it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Penn State is at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State coming off with the, just the slaughtering at the ends of Ohio State. This is a pick em in most places. You can also get Penn State at minus one or plus one, <laughs> either yeah. team. I mean, whatever. This is interesting, not because of any stakes, but because James Franklin, of course, is on every short list for every head coaching job in America. Um, and I don't know, is that a distraction? Is that a motivation for them? There's there's different ways of looking at this because I do think Penn State has has faltered enough down the stretch like I wonder if maybe that hurts Franklin when it comes to you know the USC job or the LSU job whatever like right yeah and so maybe he's more motivated this week than normal or maybe it's just a big distraction I don't know what do you think they are playing Michigan State who is coming off of the biggest game that they've ever played in the last what five years and they just got absolutely like the game was over in the first three minutes Big you know? letdown potential here for Michigan. Huge, State. huge, and yeah, another one. Just kind of staying away from, like, just don't. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows what team will show up? Because I think, yeah, if if this game was just played in the vacuum, 
I, mean, I think Michigan State probably probably wins, but like it's not, and like it's very emotional. Who knows how Michigan State responds? Who know? And frankly, who knows how Penn State's going to respond? Yeah, having your coach pretty much have one foot out the door already. Um, who's kind of like Lane Kiffin, flirts with literally every school that comes along. And it's going to be like, he's going to get paid whether he stays or goes, he's going to get paid one way or another probably. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just kind of stay away from, it. I think the line is interesting. Like, like even Vegas is like, ah, we'll put that at pick. I'm like, we don't really know what's going on here. <laughs> you can yeah. have either side. Yeah. So I'll just, this is just for fun. I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire on this or anything, but just finish this sentence for me. One month from now, James Franklin will be the head coach at USC. USC. It's very possible. I think that's probably how I would finish the sentence too. Yeah. I (laughs) selfishly, I'm hoping he stays at Penn state because I think if he leaves Penn state, the natural replacement for him at Penn state is Luke fickle. And I think the natural replacement for Luke fickle at Cincinnati would be Marcus Freeman. Oh yeah. I bet you don't like that. That's true. No, I don't like that. that. I didn't think about that. In the month of November, Notre Dame has not allowed a touchdown. (laughs) So, hey, it has worked out. The hire has worked out, hadn't it? Like, you struggled. Remember when we, like, I think it was week one against Florida State. We were criticizing Notre Dame for, like, giving up a lot of points to Florida State. And, like, wow, you pulled it together. And, by the way, like, not to toot my own horn, but I was like, like, just give it some time. Sure. Just give it a little bit of time. And, like, like, because it it did. It looked not great for, for a while. And this was without Kyle Hamilton, too. Yes. Like Hamilton has been, he's been like, yeah, on the, on the sideline, um, cause he's hurt. So I, I, Hey, that's incredible. That's really, that's really cool. He's, we, and we always thought he was a good coach too. Like we thought yeah. that was like one of the hires of the off season, um, was getting Marcus Freeman. I don't think he'll take the Cincinnati job. Like, I don't okay. think that, and I don't think Fickle's going to leave. Ah, he, who knows? See, he I don't could. think he'll leave. From everything I hear, I don't think he will leave for like a Southern job or because he's a Midwest guy. Yes. But yeah. I think I think the the, the jobs he would take mm-hmm. to leave Cincinnati are Ohio State, Notre sure. Dame, Michigan or Penn State. I think those are the four places that could pull him away from Cincinnati. You don't Penn think State, Bill, Bill Penn O'Brien State is probably <laughs> probably not. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. I, I think Penn State is probably closer to 50-50. I do think Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, like he would absolutely take those jobs if you're yeah. Luke Fickle. Yeah. Penn State is maybe a little more borderline, but I I, I lean he he would go. Right. Just right. my personal thought. Hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, I guess that's one reason to keep an eye on this game. Um, so, personally, I'm rooting for Michigan State. I want James Franklin to have as bad of a resume as possible. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, Purely selfish motivation. That's okay. That is okay. All right. Oregon State is at Oregon. We had mentioned this would be a tough matchup for Oregon. They already lost their game, so the Pac-12 is out of the playoff. Yeah. One reason I mentioned this, it's kind of the same thing. Mario Cristobal. This is going to be one of the hot names, I think, especially for Florida. Even USC – yeah. Um, like this guy has to be on your short list, I think, um, despite what we just saw a week ago. Uh-huh. Um, I guess this, this game itself is not that interesting to me, but not Mario really. Cristobal is interesting to me. Yeah. You think he stays at Oregon? No, I don't. I think he's, I think he's trying to go somewhere. Okay. I think he's, I think he's sneaky. The, the LSU coach next year. 
possibly. Interesting. Sneaky. I think he, I really okay. do. I think, I think he'd be okay with that. I, I think it's been rumored uh, Napier, Billy Napier, who we thought possibly would be the LSU guy just because he's so close. Yeah. We thought that for, yeah, two months now. He is meeting with Florida right now. Yes. So Billy Napier, it looks like he's Florida's number one guy. And I think, I think Florida makes him an offer he can't refuse. I do. I think Florida goes after him and gets him, which I think, okay, Cristobal wants out of, of, of Oregon, I believe. I think that leaves because we already said that pretty sure we at least feel confident like of who USC will be going after. I think Cristobal would then be taking the other big job and that would be the, um, sorry, the, yeah, the LSU job, which right. by the way would, would leave Lane Kiffin out in the cold a little bit, yeah. which I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, like maybe it could be Kiffin at LSU. Like it could be, I just, I don't feel that they would jive. Like, I don't feel that Kiffin and LSU would just get along. If you're LSU, wouldn't Mario Cristobal make more sense? Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. I mean, like, that that's probably why. I guess this is my official predictions as to who's going to I mean, it all, sounds all like you're going there, yeah. It I does like, sound like, like it. it, yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. So, yes, my official prediction is that Kiffin stays, um, or at least does not go to one of the big three. We have the big three that are available. But I think one thing that could be interesting is is other people that get hired away and other positions that get opened. Um, True. Yeah. Which like who who takes the Oregon job? Like who takes who takes some of these like the, like the Penn State job? Who takes these jobs if other guys leave? You know what I'm saying? Doesn't Lane Kiffin at Oregon kind of make sense? It does. It does. But like, I know they don't want to hear like the the is it um, Moorhead? The, he's the OC right now yeah. at 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 Oregon. Head coaching experience. Yeah. I don't think I don't think that's who I, I think Oregon wants someone a little flashier, which is why Kiffin makes sense, which is kind of why you kind of just put that that caveat in there that Kiffin probably doesn't have one of the big three as and then we see Joe it now. Moorhead to Ole Miss a couple years I, after just, being fired from Mississippi State. <laughs> Ole Miss would be swinging. Ole Miss has elevated themselves as a program. I think they would be swinging for the bleachers if the Ole Miss job comes available. They are going for a home run hire. Like they've showed us, they have shown us that they want big, they want flashy, they want results, and and it has worked for them too. By the way, like Kiffin, Kiffin to Ole Miss has been a success. Like that move has been a success, yes. even though it's, it's criticized a bit. That's worked. Um, yeah, I th- you can go down that whole rabbit hole because from here it just it goes a thousand different directions. You know, if say Oregon opens up, and then who goes to Oregon? If Kiffin goes to Oregon, then who yeah. takes Ole Miss? And who, who, yeah, who do they replace with that? You know, so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess my official prediction is, is Cristobal to LSU, um, um, Franklin to USC, and Napier to Florida. We'll see. We'll see what I see what what average I, I I come out with. Props to you on the Billy Napier stuff. I was actually going to bring that up on this pod as well. I've been hearing that apparently a bunch of the, like Florida staffers and even some players are following him all of a sudden on Twitter, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is interesting. And and by the way, props to Billy Napier. Last off season, yep. he turned down the South Carolina and Auburn jobs. This is a guy at Louisiana, a group of five school, mm-hmm. turned down two SEC jobs, Auburn and South Carolina. Yeah. And now he's he's ending up he it looks like he'll, he's going to end up with an even better job, clearly, in Florida. Right. So right. he played the game the right way. He did. <laughs> he's the guy who waited for the job that that is like the slam dunk. Good for him. And I think it's probably a really good hire by Florida. 
if if that's where they go like we, this is nothing confirmed this sure. is speculation based on you know bits and pieces of information but yeah. if that's where they go does that not make like that, that seems like a pretty good hire in my opinion yeah no i i would say i think the only maybe the only drawback is that he is so young and and because he's not an old guy like he is still he's still pretty young and and he hasn't like yeah like he hasn't he doesn't have you know power five experience like like it is a little scary to be learning how to how to be a power five guy at florida which is a big time job like florida is probably the best job he will ever have in his life like he probably won't ever get a bigger job and like are you ready for that yet so yeah I, i i don't know we'll see i think that's who they're going with i think he has a ton of potential but can he recruit? Like Florida right now is bereft of talent because Mullen hasn't recruited for four years, right? They have no they have no players really. After this class kind of leaves and, and and moves on the the last of the McElwain players, Florida is kind of bare. Like w- like yeah. we're seeing that. Like there's no more Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tonys just laying around anymore. Um, and you, you haven't you haven't restocked the cupboard really. I guess you do have Richardson possibly if he stays. But like, yeah, like, can you, you have to come in and recruit? Like, that's what you have to have. That's what Florida has to have is is someone who can come in and and get back to at least a top ten class. You you almost have to be top ten. Should you should be top five? Um, that's what Florida needs to look for. So there was also some talk of Cristobal to Florida. Um, yeah. I think he's a Florida native. If I uh, yeah. heard that right. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that would actually make more sense for them because you need that recruiting and you, and it, it would be nice because of because of where Florida is just yeah. as a program. It does seem like it would be kind of nice to have a coach with power five experience. That's where I would have went because like Cristobal has done an incredible he's he's recruited well at Oregon he has yeah. he's gotten in a lot of really good players you see it like Thibodeau is just one of them they have um Sewell the linebacker Justin Flo another linebacker like they brought in big name guys that everybody wanted that they recruited against the Georgias the Alabamas the Ohio States and got these guys and that's something that maybe he has and is is ready made and like you said he's he's been under under um Saban at at Alabama like he knows the lay of the land in the SEC um, yeah, I said, yeah, possibly from Florida. I think he's a Florida native. So like he's familiar with the area and can recruit like, and for me, that's probably, I would have go. Yes. He would have been my first choice. Um, I think it's going Napier is, is, is maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe cause he's younger, I guess is maybe why we're looking at that. I guess I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you though. Like I, I probably would have trended toward Cristobal. Cristobal was born in Miami, by the way. I did confirm yeah. that. Okay. Um, okay, so here's one. You may wonder why I'm mentioning this game. Virginia Tech is at Virginia. Virginia yeah. is no longer in contention for the division. Neither is Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite here. Uh-huh. Virginia Tech has the job opening. We know that. But we're talking about all these job openings. Do you think there's any chance Bronco Mendenhall could go somewhere? Because he's only he's at Virginia, which is not a, exactly a huge program, right? Like he's 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 a good enough coach. It feels like he could be at a better program. Not like you're not saying Virginia Tech, are you? I'm not. Just because that would be a really weird move, <laughs> right? Right. But if you are, let's say you're an Oregon or an Ole Miss, and you just lost your coach, right? You could do a whole lot worse than Bronco Mendenhall. 
Penn State. What about Penn State? Or Penn State. Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Washington's Just, something we don't talk about. What about Kiffin to Washington? Could he do ooh, that? <laughs> that would be interesting. I, I don't know. know. I don't think he would. I, I, no, I, I don't so think that that would be a big enough poll from mm. Ole Miss. He's mm-hmm. at Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, even Oregon, you could argue, is not that much of a better job. I do think it is better than Ole Miss, for sure. Washington, I don't know about that. Like, just based on the money and the resources and the talent available in your area. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't something I necessarily thought of until I was going through the schedule and I saw right. Virginia sitting there and I was like, oh, they have a good yeah. coach. <laughs> I, I will say it's a great time to be a coach that is viewed as like w- someone with potential, like someone that's overperformed. Like yeah. even fickle, even fickle. If he was to ever move, if he was to ever move, this is the year for fickle to do it. If he doesn't do it this yeah. year, after a possibly an undefeated, possibly a playoff berth, the first ever for a Group of Five team, and and yeah, like all time highs in in an all time hot coaching market, like it it couldn't be any hotter. There's so many big jobs available. If he doesn't go this year, you you might as well never go. Like, you know what I mean? So I think I think well, he said that you know I'm never gonna leave. That's what he told us. I'm never gonna leave. I'm never going anywhere. We'll see. We'll see. It'll get tested. I, I will say, you know, with Ohio State, Ohio State's probably his dream job because he like he was like the 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 coach there just for like a little bit right after Trestle, I believe, right? Wasn't he? He was an assistant there, and I think he also played there. Yeah, and and I yes. So Ohio State probably the dream job for him. So maybe that's the only reason Fickle wouldn't leave is he's just waiting for that one to come available. But that's not going to come available anytime soon. So. The only way is if like Ryan Day would go to the NFL. Um, which he's talked about, by the way. He okay. likes the NFL. Like, I, he's he, okay. No, he won't. He's too successful there right now. Like, he, he, I mean it though. Like, he's too successful there right now. And he does like the NFL, I will say. Like, Ryan Day really enjoys the NFL. But I couldn't see him moving just because he's recruited so well. Like, that's kind of the main drawback to NFL coaches is like, they don't want to recruit. Like, that's yeah. why, yeah, they don't really want to recruit. But he's excelling at it. Like, why? Unless he just hates it. But I doubt he does. I do think if if Fickle let's let's assume James Franklin leaves Penn State. If Fickle does not take the Penn State job, I think his next job will be either Notre Dame, Ohio State, or Michigan, whichever one opens first, probably. Yeah. Or offers him a job first. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. yeah, I don't know. Okay, uh, just keep going. Keep on going here. Wisconsin is at Minnesota. Wisconsin, if they win this game, they win their division, and and they will play the winner of Ohio State, Michigan in the Big Ten title game. Yeah. Um, if they lose, like there's scenarios where four teams could tie <laughs> in the Big Ten West. It's a lot. It's very complicated. If you're interested, yeah. Google it yourself. Um, but We're not going to get into it. The main it thing is Wisconsin, who is a six and a half to seven point favorite. If they win this game, they win the division. So yeah, that, that's the most right. clear cut thing sure. possible um, sure i do think it's probably going to happen wisconsin playing a lot better than they were earlier they are this is true this yes. is true okay another game this another game that has like basically no stakes um but is always fun <laughs> texas a&m is at lsu mm. and is a six and a half to seven point favorite yeah um and it's a little interesting because you know there was that jimbo fisher to lsu Jimbo. Rumor. oh yeah he pretty definitively shot it down 
Ah, did he though? Did he? Like, he, he kind of did. He kind of <laughs> did. It took him like freaking five minutes. You can listen to the whole interview and he's like, yeah, you know, we're done. You know, we're, nah. And then, no, I don't think so. He brought, maybe, up, he brought up the not. thing that he would be stupid to be recruiting all these players to Texas A&M and then leave and play, go to a division rival and have to face them. Well, I mean, he did but, that at Florida. Granted, that wasn't a division rival that he left for, but like he recruited his tail off at Florida and then left, or Florida State and then left. Florida State, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like he's, we'll just say he's done this before. He's done this before. Is LSU a better job than A&M? Is LSU a better job yes, than Yes, I think so, because... Yeah. They're the only they're the only Power Five team in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, their last three jobs, their last three coaches have won, won titles. Have won yeah. titles, and two of yeah. those were Les Miles and Ed Orgeron. <laughs> like the ceiling is ridiculous at LSU. I really think other, so. Yeah. I mean, the like, other I'm, one was Nick Nick Saban too. Like. Yeah, you mentioned in our last episode, you think Florida is a better job than LSU and USC. Ooh. Yes, I do. And and I I'm really looking forward to an off. We are going to this this off season in an episode like rank all these jobs. And Deep I'm dive. not even I don't even know like where Deep I'm going to stand on all of these, but I know it's going to yeah. be very interesting. Right. <laughs> yes. I'm actually really looking forward to the off season podcast that we have. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. We're going to do like an announcer. Like we're going to like rank our college football announcers like from best to worst. There are some awful ones out there. <laughs> Just like absolutely awful announcers out there, and like. Like that's gonna be so much fun. Like I really can't wait for that. We definitely have some good ideas, and I don't want to ruin them all. But there's a few of them for for everybody yes. out there listening. That's right. That's right. Yes. Okay. Clemson is at South Carolina. Clemson Ooh. an eleven to eleven and a half point favorite. Um, yeah. I believe South Carolina just did. Did they just clinch bowl eligibility last week? They did. They're six and five right now. Yeah. yeah. So like they already like it's already decided that they've had a great season for that's Shane correct. Beamer and his that's first correct. year there. Yeah. Um. Clemson, I'm assuming, will be ranked in the playoff rankings. They're they're the first team that's not ranked in the AP this week. Um, so I guess props to them for getting better this year um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and not completely tanking. I mean, like we mentioned it before, compare them to Florida. Two teams with somewhat similar goals at the beginning of the year, and it's going mm-hmm. completely different directions. It's true. Um, is there any chance South Carolina wins here? Or you think Clemson's just in their head at this point? I think it stays close. Like I think South Carolina is feel like like just at an all time high. Like these some of these players have never been good. You know they've never been on a good yeah. team, and like they're good. Like they're competitive. They're, they're gonna fight. Like like they really will. Like I don't I don't think DJ is gonna is gonna just dice apart a, a pretty good defense. Like like South Carolina's defense is pretty solid. And I, I think I think Clemson got fat just because they got to play Wake Forest and Wake Forest gives up 40 to everybody. Like it made it like, oh, Clemson's offense is back. Or maybe it was just Wake Forest. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, I think I think this will be another really good offense or a really good defense that they'll be going up against. So if they put up 35, if Clemson puts up 35 or 40 on South Carolina, I'm willing to say that Clemson's offense is back. But I kind of doubt that they'll put up. 40. Just really yeah. don't think they're going to put up 40. I think it stays close. I yeah. do. They might only need 14 to win this game. <laughs> it's true. It but, is true. But you're right as far as just the, the general perception of their team going That's forward. Right. That's yeah. right. There's a difference between them winning this game 14 to 10 and winning this game 40 to 10. For sure. A big one. A big one. Okay. Another game. Another rivalry that doesn't have a lot of stakes, but I kind of mention it just because of the coaches. <laughs> Kentucky is at Louisville. 
Louisville, mm. sorry. Mm. Louisville. Um, there was a little bit of talk about Mark Stoops to Florida. Um, there was, yeah. yeah. Don't know if that's going to happen, but I do think it wouldn't be a terrible hire by them. <laughs> and there's a chance that he would be an option at some other jobs as well. Scott Satterfield has maybe underperformed a bit, but I mean, they're going bowling and they're right. actually favored here against Kentucky a two and a half, which would put him at seven and five on the year, I believe, hmm. which would be a solid um, season. Um, it would be. So like if they did pull that off, maybe Scott Satterfield's name comes up for Ole Miss or whatever. Uh, I, I, ooh, <laughs> Probably not. Spare me with that. But, I am, but with I'm not all a Satterfield of these, guy. I'm just going to say though, with all of these jobs that are open and will open up, not everybody is going to get one of their top three options. Then go for a coordinator. You don't have to go sure. for the home, the home run head coach hire. You don't go yeah. for a big coordinator. Like Dan Lanning at Georgia, there is no way that he should be at Georgia at the defensive coordinator spot next year. Like with this many good jobs open, he should absolutely not be there. Someone should take a chance on him and, and like just go pay him. Go pay him three times what he's making yeah. right now and make him your, your head coach because it's working like he wins games. He does. The Ohio State offensive coordinator, I don't even know his name. He should not be there. Like, don't let him be there. Pay him enough money and, like, buy him. Buy him away. Get get some of the coordinators that have done really well and, and make them leave. Like Freeman, another one. I know you don't like this mentioning Marcus Freeman. Shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be there next year. One of these schools, Virginia Tech, should go get him. Um, like, I know TCU already has their guy. But, like, there's going to be a lot of other, like, down-ballot jobs. Um, Washington should go get someone like that. Like, there's a lot of good jobs that are going to be open that aren't going to get their home run hires, you know? Yeah. And, and should go take a chance on some of these really good coordinators because, like, that's where the next generation of coaches is going to come from. I really believe that. Yeah. Sam Pittman was an offensive line coach. He wasn't even a, a coordinator. He was an offensive line coach that went to Arkansas, and he's going to be probably the SEC coach of the year and has completely turned around that program. So, like, you don't have to have head coaching experience to make a good head coach at another job. Go get, go get the, like the, the best guy for it, even if he's a coordinator. Yeah. I really hope that <laughs> nobody comes after Marcus Freeman. But if I was an AD at any of these schools other than maybe USC, um, LSU, and Florida – like any other job, like he is, like I would be knocking down his door. And I don't know if he would take any of those jobs. Right. But, I mean, even if he went to a USC, as a Notre Dame fan, I would suddenly be terrified of him because they're going to recruit I know. their I know. butt off. Like right. with that guy, he he's so good. Uh, yeah. I hope, I really wonder, and I know that even last offseason after he just got hired and hadn't coached a single game for Notre Dame, there was talk about head coaching waiting. <laughs> like this offseason, like right after the Georgia Tech game, when everyone else is still worried about conference championships, would be a wonderful time for Notre Dame to say, hey, would you like to make $2.5 million a year and be the head coach in waiting? <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, we'll move hmm. on. Okay, the we big will. game of the evening. Yeah. Oklahoma is at Oklahoma State. Right. Oklahoma State is actually a three and a half to four point favorite here. As they should be. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. However, Oklahoma has dominated this rivalry. Yeah. Basically, the way Ohio State has dominated uh, Michigan, the way Clemson has dominated South Carolina. Do you believe that this is the year where Oklahoma State finally puts it together? Because. Like everything about this matchup tells me the way Oklahoma's offense has been playing, the way Oklahoma State's defense has been playing, everything about this tells me that Oklahoma State should probably win this game, which is what Vegas is saying. 
But then I look at the names on the jerseys. <laughs> There's too many five stars for Oklahoma, right? And it's like Bud Elliott likes to say. Yeah. You know, anything can happen in Bedlam. Oklahoma can win by a lot or can win by a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What, what's your thought on this? I'm not sure. I, I'm really not sure. I, I've never been a big believer in Oklahoma State. Like, I guess maybe it's just shocking that, like, Oklahoma State is known for their defense because they are. Like, that's what's gotten yeah. them there is they're just stellar defense. It's like, really? Like, Gundy has, like, okay. Like, that's surprising. Didn't see that coming. And and then, like, Oklahoma has, like, just not good quarterback play, which is, like, another thing. It's like, what? Wait, what? Like, like Caleb Williams was kind of good. Now, like, then he struggled. Like, Radler has struggled, like, pretty much the whole year whenever he's played. Says And then, like, yeah, it just, it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make, this game doesn't make sense to me. And which is why you just, I'm not like, I just have no feel for it at all. Like I like to bet games where at least I think I have a feel for it. I have no idea what's going to happen here. <laughs> Probably Oklahoma will win by a little bit or win by a lot. I would say, <laughs> but like, I really don't know. I have no idea. So yeah, just like, it'll be fun to watch. You, you got to watch it though. Got to watch. It. Yeah. There have been rumblings about Lincoln Riley taking another job. But again, Oklahoma is going to the SEC. Like it almost feels like it would be dumb for yeah, him. Right. He has such a good thing established there. They're recruiting very well. Yeah. The class of twenty three, they already have like three five three or four or five stars committed. It's ridiculous yep. what they're doing. Yep. So it's true. Yeah. Okay, the last game to mention is just it's not like a top tier game or anything, but Notre Dame is at Stanford as a nineteen point mm-hmm. favorite. The mm-hmm. main reason I mention it is because this is Notre Dame's last game they don't have a, they're obviously they're not in a conference um it's their last chance to impress the committee um yeah i don't know stanford had tanner mckee play last week and they still got destroyed <laughs> it feels like i mean i do think david shaw has built up a lot of cachet there but i do wonder if maybe there won't be some pressure on him to make some changes um to some of his his assistants this off season mm-hmm better do do you think does it make any difference to you what notre dame does in this game like if you're comparing them to say theoretically under uh one loss oklahoma or one loss oklahoma state does it make any difference to you if, if notre dame wins this game by 10 or 40 no this year all that has mattered to me so there's been so many close games like other than georgia everyone's played close games ohio state who's probably the number two team in the nation will probably find that out tomorrow night has played close games. Like they were in a dogfight numerous times. Like Nebraska was yeah. one of them. Like, and they, like they they could have lost multiple games this year and didn't like, and that's Ohio state. Like that's the team that we think is far and away the best, you know, like, like Cincinnati has flirted with, with losses literally almost every week until last week. Um, yeah. And most of these teams have losses, like even Alabama, like not impressive win the game. This year, all that matters is winning the game because everyone plays close games. No one outside of Georgia is just blowing everyone's doors off. Like, Mm -hmm. no one is. So, just just win. Like, kind of the same thing that we say with Cincinnati. Just just keep winning. I I don't care if it's by one or a hundred. Just find a way to get another W in the win column because you know there's some other teams that aren't doing that, and that's what's going to put you ahead of them at the end. Sure. Okay, that's, that's all our games. That was a lot of games. It was. This Did was we miss any that you wanted to talk about? No, I'm good. Okay. I think I'm good. Yeah. All right. I'm good. What are your five to watch? 
Oh boy. All right. Okay. So obviously we're going to go with the, with the big one. It's going to be Ohio State and Michigan. Yes. Number two is going to be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I'm sure you're agreeing on on these yes. to, so far. I want to watch the Egg Bowl. I yes. think that's must-watch television. It's going to be Mississippi, Mississippi State. Um, number three for me. And then it starts to get tough. So yeah. I have three, and then it's like, ah. I, I really, okay. I really want to watch Florida, Florida State, and I really want to watch South Carolina and Clemson. Like, All right. Those are the ones that I want to watch. Like, I know those teams aren't that great, and like we're maybe leaving out like some some kind of some good games. You know, like you know, you could say that, yeah, UNC, um, NC State's you know pretty good game. Texas Tech, Baylor, pretty good game. But no, I want to watch Florida, Florida State. I want to watch Clemson, South Carolina. That's what I want to see. Yeah, <laughs> I am with you on the first four. Uh, I also went Florida, Florida State as as one of mine. Nice. Um, just because, yeah, like there's, <laughs> it's two teams that are nowhere close to great, but they're both right. five and six, and there's just a lot of interesting dynamics going on there. It's true. Yeah. And then my fifth one is the Iron Bowl. I have Alabama at Auburn. Okay. Don't expect it to be that competitive, but it is the Iron Bowl, and weird things happen in the Iron Bowl sometimes. So, yeah, I'll go with that one as my fifth one. No problem with your Clemson, South Carolina pick. And as a Notre Dame fan, of course, I'll be watching their game too. But Right, sure. As I'm sure you will be watching Georgia. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Okay, now for the locks. We've already mentioned that we have a lock fight. We do, yes. And now here's the thing. You have Michigan plus 8.5. No, we can do it to where we both win. Yes. We can do I that. I have Ohio State minus 7.5. Let's do it. That's fine. So if That's Ohio fine. State wins by 8, we both win. But then we actually all lose because Ohio State's then in the playoffs. Well, that's probably. true. So, yeah. yeah. And we have, okay. then no, we're I, all I get losers. You. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yep. What is your second lock? Okay. This is a tough one for me. This one's very tough. I'm I am conflicted. Um <laughs> I like Mississippi State to cover one. I understand. Okay. I, I like that. But but hang on, hang on. <laughs> I also like Florida State. Like they're they're getting two and a half. Yes, I like are. them to cover that too. Ah, and as you waffle back and forth, for you it's easy. I think Alabama is going to blitz Auburn. That better be your other lock. It's not. Uh, I th- it's not. Oh, <laughs> if that would have been one of my five to watch, I think Alabama will absolutely shellack Auburn. I think without Bo Nix, they have no prayer. Okay, I got to make a decision, don't I? This pod has gone on long enough. I am going Florida State All plus right. two and a half. Lock it in. Yes. Okay. So this is where it gets interesting because I'm down to, I'm down to two options for my last one. Okay. I don't hate your your Alabama pick, but it's just a lot of points and it's the Iron Bowl, so I'm staying away from it. I also have Florida State plus two and a half as one of my okay. options here, and my other one is okay. Oklahoma plus four. And I don't hate that either. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about that as well. And so we have one lock fight. Hmm. Well, we can't have two. You're on the Florida State side, right? Right, but I'm saying, should we have a lock agreement as well? Ah, <laughs> hmm. oh, man. So you went with Florida State. Yeah. Well, for all of you listening, I mean, yeah, Florida State is one. We also, I also feel good about Oklahoma. Go ahead and put all your money on that. Like, don't yeah. blame me when you lose it, but give me all the credit when you win it. Um. Oh. Sorry, this is just this this, this on air debating thing is bad, but <laughs> just to be different, I'm gonna go Oklahoma plus four. Okay. Um, that way we're not the same. Okay. Um, we cool. have 
and then we'll, we'll have multiple logs out there. We could middle our Ohio State-Michigan fight. You have Florida State, which I agree with, and I'll go with Oklahoma. Plus four is my other lock of the week. Could do. Man, there it is. The last week of the regular season. Well, hey, we still have more pods to do. Oh, like, yeah. This this year, we're just getting started good. This is when it gets fun. Like, this That's year right. is when it gets good. We have championship week next week. Yes. Um, it's going to be a – hey, just – just, in, I just please enjoy this week. So many people get so caught up, and I have people texting me. Like, I'm a Georgia fan, right? And, like, this has been just a magical year for us. And everyone's like, well, I just, I, just I, I can't wait to get to the end of the year. I, I just want to get to the end of the year. I'm just so ready to – like, no. No, 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 no. Enjoy no. it. <laughs> Love this. Yes. I have been I have been a Georgia fan for, like, the, the lean years. The early yeah. – yeah, like 20, 2010, 2011, 2012 – and is like I remember, like we started Joe Cox as quarterback one year. Bug-eyed Joe Cox, like he, he didn't see Hudson Mason was a starting quarterback for us for a while. Like I remember losing, getting blown out sometimes. We lost to UCF in a bowl game, like one of Aaron Murray's first years. My point is, enjoy this. This yes. is going to be our probably we're beating Georgia Tech. I'm going to call that. This is going to be our first 12 and 0 season since yeah, long before I was born. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it all. This is going to be the last regular season week you're going to get until next late August or early early September, one or the other. Enjoy it. You you were talking to Georgia fans. I'll just talk to college football fans in general. Before you know it, it's going to be mid-April. March Madness will be over. Mm, mm -hmm. The only thing on is baseball. I guess there will be (laughs) NBA playoffs through June. No one cares. No one cares. You will be wanting some college football so bad, and you won't be able to for months yet. So just enjoy it while you have it. DVR these games and watch them then. DVR these games and watch exactly. them. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Watch the Wisconsin at Minnesota game that you won't have time for this Saturday. Just Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. All right. Looking forward to it. Uh, cool. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Hope you have a great week. Yes, sir. Yeah. And God bless you all.